What a lovely way to start this podcast with a lovely music by Miles Davis. Now, I don't know if there's any jazz music lovers out there, but I don't know, but I find it so relaxing, particularly if you had a hectic day. You come home, chained into, um, I don't know, jammy bottoms, <laughs> boil yourself a kettle, a nice cup of tea or coffee, and just put like a nice jazz music. It's just so soothing. Hello everyone, welcome to Connecting Therapy. I'm Milda. Join me in for another podcast episode. Welcome back everyone. I hope you had a lovely, fantastic week or weeks. Uh, With the whole lockdown easing up and finally having some sort of sense of normality, You'll have to excuse my sniffing, guys. <laughs> I really, I'm um, literally have a blocked nose. I mean, every spring season brings me a lovely hay fever. <laughs> but yes, uh, speaking about this whole freedom thing and normality, there's still that, that little bit of anxiety in the air going on about this whole third wave or lockdown number three. Yes, I know the vaccinations are kicking in, which is good, but. Um, but I think everyone has their own reason to be anxious. You know, I, I myself was excited in the beginning. I was like thinking, yes, I'll start traveling. I'll start seeing my friends and my family members, you know. But yet I have I had to be really mindful about my own well-being and their well-being. And plus, guys, uh, don't be like, you know, don't be pushed or pressurized by someone. You know, you take your own time. Obviously, I'm not saying, yeah, continue to remain in your homes or continue isolating, but just take small steps, you know, be very precautious. And, you know, there's a saying, safety starts with awareness and awareness starts with you. Okay, now you might say that, you know, why would you think about the third wave already, you know, or another lockdown? Why this negative thinking again? Well, you know, the subject I've actually picked was from one of the books that I am reading, which is by Dr. Tony Humphreys. It's called The Power of Negative Thinking. And what really struck me was the title from one of the chapters. Uh, There's no such thing as negative thinking. And yeah, it will be related a bit with the subject from my previous episode about rejection. Listen to these examples, which I'm pretty sure you've familiar with uh, like say for example someone's saying like oh you know it's going to be another shitty week at work johnny's got to be late again mary's got to complain about her relationship and she's just on and on and on about it you know the usual uh, another example someone would say you know i will attend that job interview but you know i don't think i'll get the job anyway because there are much more stronger candidates you know than me which again i'm pretty sure you're familiar with and another one Oh, I look awful. Who would date me? Look at the size of my nose or that freckle on my face. Guys, I'm pretty sure you will definitely hear that from your family members, close friends, colleagues, even strangers, you know, you name it. Now, these are just example daily scenarios at work, home. And I mean, if we hear someone saying these kind of phrases with that negative tone, you know, you would 
come to that point thinking like, well, what's with this whole negativity, you know? Why being so negative? Why being so miserable, pessimistic, you know, and so forth. Now, from the way I see it, and you'll get two types of people. By the way, you're allowed to disagree with me. Now, the first type of people <laughs> would will constantly be complaining about themselves, about the future. Their predictions may not even happen the way they were expecting. Basically, that constant negative talk about the environment, other people, yada, yada, yada. But the worst part of, about them is that they won't do anything to make a change. Like someone would say, like, you know, oh, I'm broke. I don't have any money. My debts are building up. What am I going to do? Well, I'll be like, well, have you sent out your CVs or attended to any of the job interviews? Uh-uh. But let's just carry on complaining as if the world owes you something. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm not falling for that one. Until you lift your bum and take some actions. You know, because there are bigger struggles that people have to face in their daily lives. And I mean, of course, not having a job is a struggle. I'm, I'm not saying that. But and I certainly know that life is a tough cookie. Well, let's just say a battlefield. And you have to fight for it. Nothing will knock on your doorstep, neither luck or career. And you need to, you just need to be out of this position where you've been fed from a silver spoon all the time. You want to get it, get out there and get it. And if they'll say no, but you keep going, you will have to keep going. You have to be unstoppable. You know, I'm that kind of coach type person. You know, I don't like laziness. I'll be like, right, get up and get your shit together. If I, if I can do it, so can you. And I have my faith in you. So have faith in yourself. But if there's no faith in yourself, then don't waste my time, mate. I'm definitely not going to listen to more of your bragging. And if a person is willing to improve or want to improve the situation, I will be the first, I'll be the first cheerleader. I'll be the first person to support them. And I won't let them to give up. That's just not an option, you know. And the second type of people, um, let me just start with the example here. Now imagine someone saying to you like, um, I went for this job interview, but I don't want to put my expectations too high. The first thing comes to your head will be like, why is that person being so negative and so forth? But listen to the last words of the sentence. I don't want to put my expectations too high. Meaning that person might be protecting himself in case if he gets rejected. In other words, like he prepares himself emotionally in case if he doesn't get the job. Or here's another example. I hate going to work. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> but now a person who is competitive and and you know quite confident with himself you know they don't think about their jobs like that and whatever challenges they'll face they'll manage to cope really well whereas other person will start thinking he'll be judged and criticized by the manager or a colleague basically he will create this negative way you know, thinking that everyone at work is against him. But as Dr. Tony Humphreys mentioned, and I'm quoting, the thought I hate going to work is a projection of the person's own doubts about self on the job. People often say it's the job that gets me down, not allowing themselves to see that it's, it is their own vulnerability that makes the job so threatening and by projecting your emotional difficulties on the job, you protect yourself from having face your own low self-esteem. 
basically, well, meaning that people will develop more like a protective way of thinking rather than negative. So basically, this is the kind of protecting pattern that would reduce the possibility of further hurt or humiliation and, of course, rejection. Now, I've been there myself. I would, you know, think or protect myself from, you know, being hurt. But, you know, what I'm trying to highlight is that it's not all about being negative or thinking negative. Uh, the most, I think, the best quote from Dr. Humphreys was, and I'm quoting, by relabeling negative thinking as a protective thinking, the person is no longer being criticized for the way she or he thinks, but on the contrary, it's, it's being given recognition for the need for protection. End of quote. You know, behind this whole negative thinking, there's just another deeper meaning or a completely different level behind it. And, and of course, we need to work on it. But that protective way of thinking, you know, to some people, you know, they might find it helpful. But we also need to step in as well. And by stepping in is, what I'm saying is we need to show the support, provide them with reassurance that, despite the failures and rejection that all of us facing, but these things don't define us. Embrace their efforts, keep motivating them, and don't let them give up, because I think this is what they need. It's just that protection, that kind of like, you know, they need a kind of recognition. They need that support. So let's just support each other, and that's, I think that's all we can do at the minute. Right, guys, um, I'll have to make another part two episode. Um, I like to split my podcast episodes into two parts. Now, at the end of this podcast, I would like you to also join in the creative part of this podcast. Now, whenever you're ready, grab a piece of paper, pencils, crayons, acrylic paint, whatever you have in there. And what I also suggest, um, which I'm pretty sure most of you are doing it anyways, but put some music that you like and explore your mood. See how your mood changes when you create something while listening to music. Does it give you any positive or negative effect? You know, some people might find it distracting, you know, everyone's different. But um, now the subject for this art therapy session here, uh, the subject is support. How are you going to picturize support that is completely now you know your creativity and i and i really really like to see it guys now also i'm going to ask you to use two colors purple and green combine them whichever way you know you're the artist use any shades of them there's a variety of them but as long as you're using only purple and green now, purple symbolizes wisdom, spirituality, and creativity. And green symbolizes harmony, growth, and health. And uh, this is just what we need in our daily lives. So be creative, stay connected, and remember, creativity connects us. I'm Milda, and you are listening to Connecting Therapy. Take care now.